Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thank you for joining us. I'm Karen White, Tri-Delta CEO and Editor-in-Chief of the award-winning Trident Magazine. The events of the last few months have caused us as an organization to stop, to listen and learn about the systemic racism in our society and within our organization. We've had profound conversations and we've taken action to identify the ways Tri-Delta can work to dismantle racism and educate our members. Today's podcast is going to continue our Lead Now conversations about racism. We're talking intentionally to sisters of color and tackling some important topics for Tridelta, asking some of the difficult questions and hearing their perspectives. Today, I am so pleased to share with you my conversation with Emily Greer, one of our first Black sisters to serve as the director on Tridelta's executive board. Here's our conversation. I am so excited to welcome Emily Greer with us today. Emily has recently been installed as a director on Tridelta's executive board. Welcome, Emily, and congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. We're excited to have you. I want to tell our audience a little bit about you. Emily serves as the Chief Administrative Officer for ALSAC, which we all know is the fundraising and awareness organization for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Um, And in her role, she's responsible for leading the day-to-day administrative operations for ALSAC and serves as the number two executive behind CEO Rick Shadiak. So when I say Emily Greer has a big job, I mean B-I-G big. Um, And your responsibilities, Emily, include business continuity, human resources, the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, security and safety, facilities management, information security, supply chain and leadership, and cultural development. So, wow. That's a a little busy list. It's fun, though. It's fun. Always busy, always different. I love it. And you've been with ALSAC for 28? Almost 28. 28 years in December. Right. So you've probably been adding responsibilities with each passing year. Yes. Yeah. You know, they change. Some things come, some things go. You know, I'm probably more on the plus side than the minus side. That's for sure. (laughs) You know how that works. (laughs) Do. Well, and you graduated cum laude from Christian Brothers University. Um, Your Bachelor of Science was in marketing and management. Then you went out and got a a certificate as a senior professional in HR through SHRM, the Society for uh, Human Resources Management. And then in 2006, your executive master's of business administration from the University of Memphis. So that is quite a um, a, a distinguished educational career, Ms. Greer. Well, thank you. Thank you. We try. We try. And then best of all for us in 2015, um, Emily joined us, joined Tri-Delta as an honor initiate. She affiliated with our Delta Psi chapter at Rhodes College. And shortly thereafter, just a few short weeks ago, was installed as a board director. Um, We are so glad you said yes to Tri-Delta. Well, it is truly my honor and what a what an important time to say yes. Well, and that's what I was going to say. You've jumped right in. I mean, this board has jumped in. You have jumped in really already setting the stage for really important work this biennium. So you want to talk a little bit about um, the lens that the board is applying to 2020, 2022. Yes, yes. You know, it's it's so overstated, but continues to be so true. I mean, we are in truly unprecedented times. I think, you know, when I'm a 90-year-old woman in my rocking chair, I'm going to talk about the year that was 2020 and what it meant for each of us as individuals, for our organizations, and indeed for the world. And so when I was presented with this opportunity to to join uh, in such an important strategic position, I thought, my goodness, you know, how, how do you not 
uh, jump in here to, to elevate uh, what's so important in the future, in the world right now, and to add, to add voice to, to making this world a better place which is so needed. So I have joined my other sisters on the board. What amazing women they are. <laughs> I have so enjoyed getting to know them. We had quite a rigorous uh, first board meeting and initiation. You guys, I tell you, you, you <laughs> educate us quickly or you educated me quickly. <laughs> we had a great board retreat and we really got an opportunity to double down on what we think is important in this biennium. Uh, certainly diversity and inclusion and equity and what that means for the fraternity and for the membership. And, and I think it's important to say, certainly for me as a person of color, whether it's the current board members or all the notes and letters and emails I've gotten from other officers and other members, you know, my, my different thinking, my diversity of thought has been so welcomed at, at this period of time, during this period of time. And I'm just so grateful. And, and I think we're poised to do great things in this biennium. And I'm so glad to hear you say that, you know, as someone with a long career in human resources for a large organization, as you think about diversifying Tri-Delta's membership, as well as our staff and our volunteer leadership, why is that so important to companies and organizations? You know, it's such a good and important question to ask. and, And it's important for us to know that it's been proven that diversity in an organization equals more revenue, more success. And think about it. You know, you, you know, the world is getting more diverse with every year that passes. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, your employees, your consumers, you know, everyone, everything is headed that way. You've got to understand your employee base. base. You've got to understand your consumer base and you've got to understand what makes them tick. And, and, you know, that's the same with our fraternity, right? If, if we're going to reflect this world that we're coming to, coming into, we've got to reflect the world. We've got to know their thoughts and their feelings. And, and we've got to know, you know, what, what's important in the world to come. And you've got to have, and your, your base, whatever that is, has to be reflective of that in order to be relevant. Less, we become irrelevant. And there are lots of lessons in business where businesses didn't pay attention to the changing times, to demographics, the changing thoughts, the changing perspectives, and many of them aren't here today. And and so that's why it's important from a business perspective to, to really pay attention to what's changing in our world so that we can include those perspectives into our worldview and then take those out into the world. Absolutely, right. And, and, and we know that there's work to be done, real work to be done within Tri-Delta. Let's talk about Lead Now and the collective action that Tri-Delta has outlined. And, and let's talk about how that relates to culture change within our organization and outside, right? Yeah. So as you look at the Lead Now action plan, what was your what was your first reaction as you started familiarizing yourself with this initiative that Tri-Delta was undertaking? I must say, you know, that my first purview to lead now, I was actually, you pulled me into a council to take a look at it. It was before. Was that I, me? Did that I do it was you. We'll talk about that more in a minute. But, uh, but, but yes, I had been invited as part of a diversity council to just look at it, you know, just to give my thought, having been in HR and, and very involved with Tri-Delta um, and ALSAC and St. Jude. And, and I must say, I was very impressed 
And, and what impressed me about it most was that it did include accountability. It does include accountability. Yeah. It includes specifics, measurability, which right. equals accountability. And I think it focuses, it may not be perfect. I mean, these things are living and breathing documents, you know, yeah. but, but it focused to me with laser focus on what's most important. And that's, you know, influencing our chapters, uh, whether it's our, our college chapters or our alumni chapters, influencing them with diversity and equity and inclusion, which all three are important in order for this to work. And, and so I have to say that that I was very excited when I read it. Um, I think, you know, it's I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard. Change is hard. We're going through it at our organization and people can want to in their heart of hearts you know, want to change and many do, but, but it's, it can be a challenge sometimes to just change your, your, your networks and your regular way of living and thinking. And so it's going to take a lot of focused effort and it's going to take us all united to, to challenge each other and to keep, keep each other accountable around lead now. But, but the basic framework is there. I, I mean, it's there for us to do. Well, and, and I thank you for saying that, right? Because I think there was a, a lot of thought and a lot of work put into um, outlining this. I mean, as you know, right, we're going to be undergoing um, an organization-wide diversity audit. Yes. We expect, right, that audit to um, identify more opportunities for work, right? The kind of hard work you're talking about, um, the kind of measurable work you're talking about, which will hold us accountable. I remember talking... Um, with you in this process at some point, um, and obviously talking about accountability, right? That's that's you you come from from that space of you got to measure it, you got to right talk about it, but also transparency, right? The yes. idea that this that that what we were doing not only we were holding our uh, ourselves accountable to the plan, but we were also holding ourselves accountable to each other and the membership. So tell me tell me about you know sort of the magic of transparency and and how that changes culture. You know you you nailed it. I mean you nailed it. You know what doesn't get measured doesn't get done, right. and people don't know it's being done unless you make it transparent and that there's regular reporting, regular feedback around what's happening and whether it's working or not. But it requires a vulnerability that you have to be prepared for. You, you know, I think our hearts are pure in wanting to do this work and wanting to do it right now. But it's, it won't be perfect. It, I've already said it's going to be hard. And, and, and we're going to have to feel our way through this. This hasn't been done before. It hasn't been done in a lot of places, not just Tri-Delta. You know, a lot of companies are trying to make this happen. And, and so I think it's so important to be open and willing to hear from membership about what's working and what isn't working and, and, and being OK with pivoting, you know, and being flexible and nimble, which is which is also very important in business and in leadership. Uh, and so, yes, we, we have to be transparent. We've got to be accountable and we've got to be open to feedback, which I'm sure won't all be great. Wow. But, but we're it's in it to, to make it happen. I, I'm excited about that. Well, it's another Emilyism for me, right? Is don't ask for feedback if you don't want it. Amen. Right. Right. And that the, 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 I guess, opportunity, we all have to be vulnerable when we do ask for that feedback. So I think that's a really important point to make to our organization, because sometimes that vulnerability 
right? It's as if Brene Brown is sitting right here with us, Emily, but <laughs> right to that shame and blame and guilt and doesn't have to, right? Because we're in a space where our hearts are pure. I love that you said that because they are. And it, and it won't be perfect. So um, just guidance to ourselves, maybe for getting through this without beating ourselves up too much. Sometimes what prevents us from being open to change, particularly in a, on a public stage, is that fear of vulnerability because we don't want to be hurt. You know, when you pour your heart and soul into a document that is lead now, I mean, a lot of heart and souls went into that document. You can't you read it and you know that that happened. And yet. You know, there's such vulnerability there to have it have it criticized or, you know, for someone not to be pleased with it or not to be perfect. And and where that and for all of us, we've spent so many hours. I am so I, I joined the board in part because of lead now and the seriousness at which, you know, Tri-Delta said, no, we're, we're doing this. And, and we're this far down the road, which was extremely right. impressive to me. So I'm all in. I'm excited. I think it's a good document. But guess what? Five months from now, six months from now, a year from now, somebody's going to say, what were you thinking? <laughs> it might be all of us, it might, right? It might be. You know better, you do better. That's right. And I think and we so are. You, just gotta, so you know, you got to be okay with, uh, okay, you, you know, my baby, maybe my baby's a little ugly, but I'm going <laughs> to jump right in there and, and spruce her up, you know, and get her going. You got to be okay with that or, or you're afraid to be vulnerable. You're afraid to be transparent and, and it won't work unless we're both. I agree with you there. Now, one of the concepts that we are talking about, you know, because Tridelta has this ability to to truly influence our members, but then for our members to influence their friends and family and their networks of people, right? So, so the influence that starts with 220,000 Trideltas really has exponential impact if we do this well. One of the things that we talk about is educating our members about the importance of becoming an ally. Right. And that's that's an important word that's that's being used in the here and now. But but talk to me about your feelings around allyship and what it means to be a true ally. It's so important. Such such a great question. You know, one benefit to diversifying our fraternity is the are the diverse perspectives that will be invited into every nook and cranny of our sisterhood, right? I can just see it in the chapters, young women of all ethnicities and all races sitting uh, sitting around having passionate, you know, um, heartfelt debates about one thing or another. And they may not all agree or disagree, but what we teach each other through that process, what young women go and take back to their families, take to their careers, take to their networks, slowly starts to change the whole world. And, it, and, and isn't it beautiful if it starts in college life or before, or it starts as, a, as an alumni and, and, and after, and, and how you, know, you can just see differently because of these new friends you invited into your life and they into yours. And so that creates allyship. You know, when you can say, I don't know, I didn't live that life and I don't understand it all. But my goodness, as a fellow human being, as a fellow sister, I'm going to support you because you matter. And that's what allyship says. It says that you matter, you belong, you matter, and I care for you. And that 
can take a person through life so beautifully to have that support. And unfortunately, many people don't have that support. And it's a wonderful opportunity for those with privilege to, to, to share that gift, to share that gift. And that's why being an ally is important. Well, you know, you think about it, Emily, we were created um, to provide support for women at a time when women weren't weren't gaining great acceptance. Right? if you think about our founding, right? right, the tenets that you know we were founded on to, to be kind of like to all and to think more of a woman's inner character yes. than her outward appearance or personal circumstance. That's the phrase that followed kind of like to all. So, you know, think about our founders being so far ahead of the game. Right. Yes. They were talking about allyship before anybody was talking about allyship. Yes. Right. And those poor women just trying to get through college. Right. And gain access to the same resources the men had right exactly. at the time. But when I think about Tridelta, what better place for allyship to start? We offer community and that sense of belongingness. That's the baseline in Tridelta. If we could take those relationships deeper, right, within the within our communities and leverage the intergenerationality, right? Mm-hmm. Of we do. We meet women when they're 18, 19, 20 years old. And then we write all the way up until they go to the great chapter meeting in the sky, as it were, and how they learn and live and love and lead together during that expanse of you know their lifetime journey in Tri-Delta. Right. I just feel like we have such a huge opportunity just within the construct that is a Tri-Delta right, to really make great gains here. It's in the essence of our purpose already. You can start to make these differences right here in our fraternity, right here. This opportunity, it's, it's why I've joined the board, you know, because, because wow, you can sit right here where we are and, and literally have an impact on the world. It, it's, it's, and I'm not overstating it at all. And so, you know, if we could just reach out and reach out and pull in, we could change the course of uh, the discourse, if you will, yeah. of our fraternity. We really can. I agree. And I feel like it's such a privilege and a challenge at times to meet women when we meet them, you know, through, the, through our typical intake process, right? So typically we're meeting women as they enter college, yes. right? At a time when they're figuring out who they are and starting to become who they're going to be, right? We just have this unique opportunity for the experience to shape them and for them to shape the experience, right? And so I do feel like, I think, I mean, I do feel like we're perfectly positioned to take a leadership role in, right? The the fight for equity and inclusion and accessibility. I know one of the things you're going to be addressing and the board's going to be addressing, we'll all be working together is around um, accessibility and around barriers to membership. Yes. And that's real, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about that and maybe the way that that you see yourself um, being involved in that work or even leading some of that work? Yes, it's it's very important. And I think it, it, it's the root potentially of how we can start to peel, peel this banana, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we have beautiful networks and rituals and, you know, it's, it's, it's steeped in, 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 you know, beautiful legacy, which I think is important. I am, I am not saying that legacy has to go away, but legacy in and of itself prevents us from getting to people 
who are not a part of those networks. Right. And so the opportunity is to go find these sisters. They are mm-hmm. out there. They're not, they may not be in your network. They may not be. And so the question is then, where do we go find all of this richness of thought and perspective to bring it in to our, into our world, into our world so that we can share? Right. And, and just like with hiring, it yeah. takes concerted effort. Right. And, and so you can't, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm at work right now, sitting behind my desk. I'm not going to find good people literally behind my desk, writing on resumes to come across my, you know, because you may not know about my, what the kind of work I do or philanthropy or fraternities or that sort of thing. So where are they? And that's where we need to pull all of our best thinking together. And and we need to go out and find new members, new, new, new chapters, you know, in which to bring into this cause so that we can grow together. And, and so I'm very passionate about, and I hope to be very involved in this effort to where are our sisters of color? Right. Where are you know, the best, most wonderful women we can find who would really benefit from this sisterhood? Right. We have something to give. They have something to give us, but we have something to give. But you have to have an open mind and you have to have an open heart. And I think with that, any young woman will see that she's welcomed and she belongs yeah. and it'll happen. I believe you. I can't wait to work side by side with you. Now, no. you and I have some history, right? We've worked together before, which I love. And full disclosure to right everybody watching and listening. Um, when I worked for Alsex St. Jude, Emily um, was a mentor to me and I have learned a lot from Emily Greer and um, was very pleased uh, when I reached out and, and asked if she'd consider being a Tri-Delta that she said yes um, and allowed me to stand sponsor for her. So just disclosure to everybody listening, there is um, there is some history here to our friendship and our relationship and our sisterhood. But, but can I just talk about that for a minute? Because I think it's so important and it's um, it's a model that can be used. Yeah. So, so you not only did you reach out to me to become a board member, you also reached out to me to become an honor initiate. And that was five years ago. And it seems like every year since then, you've kept your connection with me, whether it's through, I mentioned I was on a diversity council. I mean, it seems like every year you found a way to keep me connected, to keep me included in the sisterhood. It would have been easy for me to drift, to do that and to drift away. But you never let that happen because you made sure I felt like I belonged. So then when the big question came, will you consider being a board member? Of course, my answer was yes, because I belonged already. I belonged already. And that's because you as an individual decided to do that. And I just want to thank you for that, because we're going to need a lot more of that to reach our goals. And that's how you do it. That's sisterhood. And I just want to thank Thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, you kept saying yes. And I was so honored, right? So honored. Every time we ask you to do something, you, you know, you lent your time and talent to us. And I know you have some, you know, previous exposure to Tri-Delta 2 through Tri-Delta's relationship with St. Jude. So as you joined Tri-Delta, did you, did you stand just a little taller when you walked past Tri-Delta Place? Like, how is that on campus at St. Jude? Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Uh, Tri-Delta has raised now over $75 million for St. Jude. 
six million last year. Uh, you in guys are rocking in a pandemic. Six million dollars. Right? In a pandemic, six <laughs> million dollars. Thank you for highlighting that. You guys are rock stars on campus, and you just represent self selfless servitude. Servitude. You know, you you do. I'm so proud. I was always so proud to be affiliated with Tri Delta because the young women. You know, we we do a a, a leadership conference here on campus. And of course I participate then whenever I can, which I usually participate. And I'm just yes. so proud of the participate, as in like she gives a keynote. Like she's an outstanding right to so participate. Yes. She welcomes and delivers inspiration to our women. Yes. I'm just so proud. The the young women who come through here who represent Tri Delta are are so loving and giving and intelligent. And it makes you proud to be a part of this organization. So yeah, I'm standing pretty proud these days. I love it. I love it. Well, knowing how Tridelta has um, dedicated itself to changing the way the world treats and defeats childhood cancer, right? In partnership with St. Jude, surely to goodness, we can get our arms around diversity, equity, and inclusion with that same mm-hmm. kind of focus, right? You know, when you think about what Tridelta does every day, 100 families are in and out of there, you know, multiple times in a year at a time when a family has gotten the worst news imaginable that their child has cancer and they can look around and know that an organization organization cares enough to make this kind of sacrifice. And, and so surely, surely with the kind of focus and determination that Tri-Delta gives St. Jude every year, year in and year out since 1999, I know that we can yeah. tackle I know we can. Oh, Emily, we are so thankful for your unselfish leadership mm-hmm. um, as you serve our sisterhood as an executive board director. And we appreciate all, all that you do for the children and families of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Um, You're making such a difference in the world. Before we go, how can our listeners and viewers find out more about you and where can they follow Emily Greer? Well, so, so you can go to stjude.org to ALSAC and, and learn all about St. Jude and ALSAC and, and me out there. Uh, my biographies are out there and a lot of the great work we're doing is out there. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can certainly learn more about me there and message me there. Of course, pretty accessible through the board now. Would love to hear thoughts and ideas. <laughs> we're going to be open and transparent through this process and, and we want we want this to reflect the best ideas out there. So absolutely, please stay in touch and share with all of us as we take this exciting journey. Thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure having you today. Thank you. It was my honor indeed. Thanks again to Emily Greer for being part of our Lead Now Conversations on Racism. If you're interested in listening to other Lead Now Conversations, you can go to tridelta.org backslash lead with three Ds now. There you'll also find information on our Lead Now plan and our progress on that. These are conversations we have to continue. So look forward to more Lead Now Conversations about racism from Tridelta. We've created a space for members to share feedback and ideas they have as we all collectively work through our Lead Now plan and continue learning. Please feel free to email us at inclusion at trideltaeo.org. We hope all of our members and families remain safe and healthy as we continue to navigate COVID. 
uh, throughout the fall. And please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. We love five-star ratings at Tri-Delta. Thank you for talking Tri-Delta with us. Join us next time. Stay safe and bring you.